Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We're in the home stretch, 10 more days. Lots of growth during this year, and I hope you take a moment right now to celebrate how you've made it to this very moment. More goodness, perhaps, than we may think. Uh, I have an ask of you before we start, and that is to tune into my new TED Talk, TEDx Talk. It's called Speaking the Truth at Work. It knits together the concepts we cover on the show, and I hope it inspires you to use your voice and help others to do so, too. Simply, by communicating more skillfully, each of us can improve the very nature of work. And my aim is to ignite a movement all around the world for people to speak their truth and be a human at work. I obviously can't do this alone, and I need your help. So I appreciate if you'd forward, especially to any leaders you value and respect. And if you're wondering what that might uh, sound like, um, it might be, I know you want your people to speak their truth at work. To signal that you're open to the truth, would you share this talk with your team? Inviting their thoughts and listening would show you, you that you want everyone to say what needs to be said and be a catalyst for a real conversation. So I appreciate your considering that. The talk's at TED.com, and you can type Molly, space, T for Tom, S for Sam, C-H-A-N-G, and it'll pop up. Okay, thank you, thank you. And with that, I am thrilled to welcome Olivia from New York City to the show. Welcome, Olivia. Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. So fantastic. What conversation or situation is on your mind? Yes. Yeah, so I had a conversation with a family member the other day who has a differing view about COVID. Uh, so she wants to go to parties and see friends. And oftentimes I feel uncomfortable about it and want to express that. Um, so there's no tension that's built up. And the conversation didn't go as planned. And she kept saying that she felt like her side wasn't heard in the house and that we didn't trust her. And I explained to her that when she goes out and sees a lot of people, she's putting us all at risk. And her response was that she could isolate in the house and not see us if that's what it took. So I felt frustrated with the conversation because I felt like she was taking a more selfish approach but uh, and wanted her perspective to be heard, but I also felt the same way. So I was just wondering if you had any ad- advice about a challenging conversation like this. Wow. Thanks for bringing it up. This is a hard one. Uh, I can relate to it. I think probably everyone listening can relate to it. No easy answers on this. Uh, how how um, how have you left it since the conversation? Has anything changed? Nothing's changed. It left off very poorly. So, and we haven't spoken since. I haven't spoken since. Okay, so definitely didn't go well. So I appreciate that. And the good news is, only up. It's only going to go up. So, um, let me ask you first: How do you feel about it? 
for yourself and for your other family member? I think I felt as though it was, I thought it was going to be an easier conversation. And I felt like she was thinking that I was like attacking her character when I was more trying to have a genuine conversation and figure out how we could resolve it. So I definitely think that it didn't go as planned and I felt like it could end it on a better note or we could okay. make a compromise, but it didn't okay. go, go that way. So. All right. I appreciate that. And so there's no, we can't just from your own standpoint, right? You can do what you can do and feel great about that. And then we try to do the very best we can, but just know we can't, control how the other person responds. So mm-hmm. I don't want you to think of it as a succeed or fail on your part. We can do what we can do. And then hopefully together figure out, co-create with the other person what a better outcome is obviously than not talking to each other, right? So mm-hmm. I just want to take a little pressure off of that because, you know, people are, you know, live organisms and it's, we can't control. Um, so let mm-hmm. me just throw this out and we can talk it back and forth. And it's great you want to revisit the conversation. So it might be, um, I would say, extending the olive branch and owning your fair share, which is not to make anyone bad or wrong, but I think it helps um, create an openness for the other person. So it might be, um, and I'll just use the word Sue. Sue, I just want to, sh- well, I just want to share how much I value you as ex-family member. So don't go in the conversation. Value a family member, and I value you, and I, you know, I love you, and whatever the real emotions are about that person, because that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So just be clear on that and say, I realize we had this conversation. I obviously didn't do a very good job of, you know, helping you feel heard and loved, and I'm and I'm sorry for that, and I want to be better. So it's mm-hmm. a chance to just put that out there. And, and it, can be, it can be tempting to race through it because it's a little, also a little nervous because you're like, oh, my God, how is she going to respond? And then so just give it some space and then mm-hmm. genuinely ask, I would love to, to re-engage and have an open-hearted conversation where each of us feels heard. Would you mm-hmm. be open to that? And be prepared. Person may say no. I'm sorry to hear that. I respect that. Is there, is there a point in the future that we could possibly talk about it? It would mean a lot to me. And so, okay. again, it's because the, the person may already have a sense of Olivier thinks she's right, right? So now she's right about the fact that we should talk too. See what I'm saying? So it translates into everything. Mm-hmm. And so it just gives some space. Right. And that's a learning thing for you to say, okay. It's not on my terms. I want to talk about it, but I can't. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Then you revisit. So let's say we get into it and it would be helpful before you talk about the content is about, okay, what's going to help us have the most open hearted conversation. And that may be hard for people. Whoa. So what does that, what does that feel like, look like, what can each of us do? And each of you co-create. So what would, what, what could I do other family member that would help this conversation, help us feel heard, that we could say things and be heard and co-create. The person may say, don't interrupt me. Apologize if I have. And if I do, 
please let me know and I will bite my tongue until it bleeds. So start to, to, to just talk about a bit of how we want to be. So okay, open. Okay. So if it gets, and it may, we may get frustrated with each other. How do we want to handle that? So again, you're still mm-hmm. kind of on the outside looking in, but hopefully this gives you some tools to say, look at, we love each other. We're family members. We want this to work. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that at least creates the container. So mm-hmm. let me just pause for that. How is that landing for you? Sounds good, for sure. I think with okay. these conversations, it's a little hard with like emotion buildup. So sometimes I don't want my frustration to come out of the conversation into like our everyday lives. So the fears that you have, and that's so great that you know, be transparent with the fear. If I'm frustrated, what if I, and I don't want to be, it's a, we're, our emotions are a very natural thing. We're not trying to suppress or hide them. We don't want them to get the better of us. And the best way to be in relationship with that emotion is to get it out there and let people know it's happening. And it may not be pretty. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so frustrated. I love you. I'm just frustrated. I can't communicate or I, you know, so just put it out there and work with it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10, how comfortable do you feel going into the conversation? Pretty comfortable. Like probably uh, eight. Eight. Eight, eight is great. Nine. Eight or nine is fantastic. And um, in your mind, Olivier, when you go into the second round, what would you, what would you want success to be? I would want success to be an understanding from both parties about where we're both coming from and then maybe come up with a concrete plan that we can both both agree on. Fantastic. I think helping um, a set and aim and then at, you know, at some point having the other person. So that way you start to think about what's an aspiration because that brings some common common thread to something that you have a different thought on, right? So I just mm-hmm. offer that as a way to create more similarity than not. It can be off, often people go into this, we're so different, we're so different, we're so different. When in the end, right, as family members wanting to live peacefully together, you really do have a shared aim. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so um, I would love to ask you from all this little chat, do you have a particular top takeaway? I would say... I, my takeaway from this was the opening part of the conversation, letting them know that you're here to listen to them as well and kind of taking away um, things from the previous conversation into the start of it and making sure that they understand that you're not there to lecture them, but you're there for a dialogue and to understand where they're coming from as well. Awesome. I love it. So I'm cheering for you to have this conversation and you know how to reach me. So if I can be of more help, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. And I uh, thank you for being part of the solution, Olivia. You take good care. Okay. Uh, Before we get to uh, my next caller, if folks do want to call in, you are welcome to do so at 866-472-5790. If you're international, you can call collect at country code 1-480-398-3352. 
And with that, let's see, we're going over to the Windy City, to the Chicago area, and I welcome Howard to the show. Howard, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Molly, thank you so much, and happy holidays to you and all your listeners today. Uh, Thank you. I love the cheerfulness and brightness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, good. And I hope I don't have to bite my tongue for this one. Uh, (laughs) This question for you. So, uh, what do you do? I've got a client who uh, I've been going back and forth with and needs some information. And last week when I sent uh, the request to her, she responded, great, perfect, no problem, we're good at this. And I haven't heard from her in over a week. And I need to get this information before year end, but it's holiday time. So I don't know how much to push her, whether I should call her, email her. Uh, I, 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 I need this information. She needs to get me this information. But, uh, but given this week and the holidays and such, I'm just not sure what the best way is to do that. Do you have any recommendations? I love it, and I can hear the angst, so don't worry. We will find a really great way, and we will get the information. So, Howard, give me a little context just so I know. Have you worked a lot with this client, new client, longstanding? Yes, I have, have worked with them for five years. Okay. In the past, has this come up before where you've requested information and had radio silence? Uh, yes. Sometimes it's been very slow getting back from them. Um, but when I asked them a similar question, I heard back with them, from them within a week. Um, so now I'm just wondering, is it the holidays that have things uh, mucked up a bit for them? And if so, I don't want to add to their pressure, but I certainly want to get the, the information that I need and that they need me to have. Okay. This is really fabulous. And keep building on that. What else worries you or holds you back about reaching out? Oh, it doesn't, it's just how to reach out. I don't feel, um, yeah, I don't want to be a, a nag, right? We're all, people are busy trying to finish things up the next couple of days so they can enjoy a Christmas and maybe a bit of Christmas Eve as well. So I, I feel that I don't want to get in her way for that, but I at least want to find out where she's at with, with the information that, that uh, I'm, I'm expecting. That's fabulous. Okay, so here's uh, a two-prong approach, and I'm also going to, after we cover this, uh, give a little insight into how we could uh, anticipate these kinds of situations in the future. Um, so, Perfect. right, yes, so let's just say, and how many times have you emailed, you sent out a, a, an ask, and did you email again a week ago? Just give me a quick time scale. No, no, so I sent the request to her maybe about 10 days ago or so, and mm-hmm. that's when she responded and she said, great, this is up our alley, um, should be no problem. Okay, great. So there's no reason, and, and I think this is the own personal energy and it comes through on email. So positive intent, she wants to help, you want to help, this is all awesome. So a positive thing, hey, know that's, you know, happy holidays, trust you're in full cheer. Um, just a nudge, I use the word nudge with a smiley face, nudge. How are we doing on this? And if it, you know, if there's a little bit of consequence because you don't have it and it's affecting um, work with them, it's just helpful to be transparent about what the effect is. So it might be nudge on this. I know that you've got your hands full. Don't want to be a nag. 
just so we're all on the same page. If I don't get it, it slows down whatever. So that it's full transparency of the impact. Does it negatively impact the client per se? Yes. Great. So when I say great, meaning there's just shared, there's shared ownership of that. And then the next line is, I'm not even sure if this even goes to your spam. I will text or call or what have you, however your, your next level is, if I don't hear back in a day. Okay. Okay. Period. Story. Done. And then if you have to go to the next level, it's the same thing. Ah, not trying to be a nag. Light, cheerful, just trying to, you know, be of mutual help. If it's an issue and you can't, just let me know. So give them an out. Lots of times people don't respond because they don't have good news. If you can't respond, I totally honor that. Just let me know because I don't want to be a pest. Great. And I'll okay. say specifically this week. If you don't just can't respond this week, um, I understand. Uh, I don't. That's great. I love that, Molly. That sounds yes, um, respectful. Um, and there's, I like the lightness that you try to put in it or cheeriness that you add to it. And I think you can maybe even hear from my voice how much I can resonate with this approach. Yeah, that's awesome, Howard. So the thing is with the client work, I, ha- I have this a lot with folks who, you know, there's sometimes it feels like the client's in charge and the client is in charge, right? They're paying you. At the same time, you want to be in greatest service to them. And whether this is a job interview where people are applying for jobs or a client situation, I always offer to folks, you know, plan for the downside. The person's not going to follow through. They're not going to do what they said they were going to do. Not because they're a bad person, but because stuff comes up. So don't pretend that life is perfect. I think a lot of people send things out and expect some ideal future to happen. And that's just not the case. And so anticipating... um, that, that the downside's going to happen ahead of time and normalizing that as just what we're going to do is a great way to feel like one is not waiting for the phone to ring or an email to pop up. So it's Molly, a similar, that, right, similar approach. That advice is so helpful for so many people who kind of like stare at the phone, right? Just think of people waiting for job offers or new clients or book contracts or whatever it might be. And we're like looking at the phone and saying, please ring, please ring, please ring. And I think you've taken some of that anxiety away from all of us who feel that. (laughs) I appreciate that, Howard. Is there anything else I can take some anxiety away from you? I feel like I'm I'm finding some actual help here, which is great. Uh, no, I think I think this is this is the current issue on my mind. So uh, no, this is the this is the big one for me to try to get resolved this week. So I truly appreciate it. Okay. Well, I am uh, I'm here for you, my friend. And if you had to take a a little gem away, is there a particular takeaway that's resonating for you? Yeah. Um, um, Keep the tone appropriate with the season. Uh, don't come on hard. Uh, and be, be, be friendly, but ask for what you need. And if, if they can't do it, ask for a time frame when they might be able to get it back to us. And then follow that up appropriately. 
Fabulous. Okay. I'm cheering for you. You have lots of great cheer. So I'm sure that you'll be successful with this, but you know how to reach me. I can be of more help. And um, Howard, I thank you for calling in and being part of the solution. My pleasure, Molly. Thanks for sharing it and making it possible. Yeah. Happy holidays. Take good care. Okay. I wanted to uh, follow up on a scenario I did at the end of last uh, session because I, I had some additional information that came in and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, so for those folks who didn't hear that, on a, um, I was asked about dealing with a boss who yells and doesn't yell, yells at everyone. So I affectionately labeled this boss a screamer. So um, t- as a quick summary, if you didn't hear that, obviously when this is happening, do your best not to react. Few deep breaths. Get in good relationship with yourself. Remind yourself it's not you. And um, then turn to the boss and it's potentially um, tempting to be very angry at the boss who's angry at you. Try do your best to show compassion. Deep down, someone yelling is not in good relationship with themselves. They're not happy with themselves and we feel bad for them. This is a bummer. Now, in the case where someone's truly triggered, you're not trying to solve anything. So you're acknowledging, gosh, I'm sorry you're unhappy. Show empathy. I'll work on this. You just want to end this. So have the person move on, right? Um, Now, what I found out in this situation is there had been a corporate survey where this boss clearly got the message that the yelling was not going well, right? So, and to the team's delight, the boss toned it down, which is awesome. Ray of hope, okay? So this isn't a person who's, who's not willing to change or not willing to own it. What happened to the person who called in, they said, oh, the person fell back, the boss fell back into the bad behavior. Okay, so here's where we can blame them or we can think, hmm, how are we, how have we been part of the problem? How can we be part of the solution? So when someone comes back with awesome new behavior of not yelling, this is a great opportunity to reinforce the positive, to celebrate and to cheer. And that means having, having transparency. Gosh, I noticed in the last week or two, you've really been... Um, keeping your emotions in check. And, and, you know, I know once in a while, I used to feel like I was getting yelled at and that's gone away. So one, you're putting that in the universe. Two, oh, I love it. I can't tell you how much more relaxed and how uh, much better I feel about work. I'm not worried when you come walking by and you can be light about it, but it helps reinforce and it helps the, uh, get the dynamic of the, of, the, of the issue that was going on out in the open. And then when you do that, when it, the person goes off a ledge again, you can say, oh, just notice something. Gosh, is something going on? Because, you know, the, the, the way you were seems to, to not be so easy for you. Creating awareness for the boss. Boss may not be aware. And then the opportunity to come back in and say, okay, what can I do to be of helpful? I want to be helpful. I'm not... You know, I, I understand there's a lot of stress for you. What can we do? But at least this is giving you a chance to um, be more of an ally and also hopefully feel more empowered about creating an environment where you can do your best work. Okay, so that's my follow-on thoughts. And let's see. Now we're going over to oh my own, my own stomping ground, the San Francisco Bay Area, and I would like to welcome Eric to the show. Eric, welcome. Hi. Hi, Molly. How are you? Good morning. Uh-huh. Good morning. I'm fabulous. Thanks. It's earlier for you. Well, the boys just left it for the school, so I'm, I'm perfectly fine now. We're usually up early because of the two little boys that we have here. 
Oh, nice, nice. So uh, let's see. What conversation, what situation might I help you with today? Uh, let me see. Let's, in terms of work or... Yes, which uh, you can share, you know, work situation. I know you've got the boys. We can cover both family and work, but uh, something I might help you navigate a little bit more skillfully. Lexi, um, I just transitioned to a new job uh, five months ago, and this was the first time where I did a whole transition virtually, and I haven't met my my team face to face and for me that's something that is really important um, because I always been used to meet people face to face work with people side to side I have a background in consulting so I, I'm used to work with with teams and see my team very often I have to say over the last five months transitioning to a new job that's mainly virtual has been the job is, is rewarding it's just not being able to connect that to have that human touch or that human component has been really difficult in that regards. Yeah. What would you recommend? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. So first I want to say congratulations on a new job because in the crazy COVID times that that's not easiest thing to pull off. So you must be extraordinary and um, the lucky employer to have you working there. Thank you. So uh, I can really empathize with this um, and starting out in a whole new sandbox with all new, you know, kids on the block. It takes a lot of uh, courage and a lot of self-confidence. Eric, so kudos to you for navigating that. Share a little bit for me about, um, you know, what's hard for you in not having the face-to-face? I think it's part of uh, just a working environment, right? Some people enjoy working by themselves, but I definitely enjoy seeing my team or at least in the past, seeing them once a week or having those meetings to exchange ideas. To I think that's where you foster innovation and, and foster the exchange of ideas, what people are doing. Um, virtually, you can do the same, but it's so easy to get distracted and to check out from virtual meetings. So at least for me, that's not efficient. So that's number one. Number two is being able to to also get to know my, my team at a personal level, the human component. And I think that that comes means during uh, teams and meetings, virtual meetings, webcam, I would say that can be also tiring at some point, just being in, in video calls and it just, there's something that gets missed in translation there, right? And especially, I think it's also different, number three, it's different when you, when you onboard or get to know your team while you're transitioning in person, but in, in this case, right, I never been onboarded into a new job virtually, so that was a, that was just a new experience, um, and hopefully next year I'll have the, the chance to meet with, 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 with my team, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate your bringing this up. I mean, the the work part of it, you know, everyone's made it work, so kudos to you and to everyone on the team and all folks who are working virtually. Like, awesome to have gotten what you've gotten done and, you know, achieved what you have achieved. I want to encourage everyone, and including you, to think about 
how do we all create what we want to have going forward? You hear this, like, what's the new work going to be like? And I think the newsflash to me is it isn't going to just come flying out of sky. This is the perfect new way to work. And so I would offer um, thinking about what each person would want, right, at an individual level, and also what would serve the whole. And I think this is this chance to to redefine um, you know, people have gotten serious, you know, Zoom hangovers or, you know, just the whole webcam. Like, oh, my God, if I have to be another webcam, I just want to lie on the floor. And that's a real thing. And we're in a marathon, folks. Right? This is not going to go away. And so I guess the first thing I might throw out is to create transparency for what different people's experience is of working and you can do that in a one-on-one, like in a, a person-to-person situation with a, a relationship that you might want to nurture. Um, so that may be even your boss. And just putting, hanging the olive branch out there and saying, you know, I'm realizing that this is completely uncharted territory for all of us. Are you open to a conversation about kind of what we're experiencing? And is there something that we could do that we could then model for the rest of our company that perhaps would you know help us feel more energized um, and not so fatigued about it. So let me just pause there for a moment. What do you think about that? That that actually is a good advice because I think it creates the space to to start talking about that, right? Especially in a large thing. We are fifteen people in my team. Um, I doubt I'm the only one that feels. Uh, doesn't feel the same. So I think by opening up, it really creates the space of being vulnerable uh, and talk about that because we are all experiencing this together, right? And this is impacting different aspects of our lives, including the job environment, right? So now yep. as we go into the new year, is how can we um, create or talk about tools that we can implement for the next year? to at least help us navigate this process. Yes, 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 yes. I, um, For folks thinking about how one might do this, I think the chance to have a one-on-one conversation, a few of those to just, so, I call it socializing a little bit because I think that creates a little bit of confidence and just saying, you know, I'm going to bring this up to our boss or whoever and and having a few people in your back pocket um, as allies can just help increase confidence and also helps you sanity check. Gosh, am I the only person who's bored of zoom? You know, the answer is no. And even though everyone might be sick of zoom until someone says it, and I call this the shared reality, is it something where everyone's on board with, right? Otherwise it's people thinking that other people um, are having a certain experience and, and anyone yeah. on a team, right, can create that transparency, which is super, super powerful. And I might I mean, offer, right, go ahead. Yeah. Now I was going to say, uh, and this same idea also, we, we have two kids who are going to go to kindergarten next year. And I guess it's going to, it's going to be the same experience to trying to create a community with new parents, right? How do you do that virtually? And I guess the same tools can be applied to that context too, right? How do you foster a community uh, in a, during the pandemic? How do, create, how do you create that face-to-face, person-to-person touch? Yeah, thank you for making that parallel. Um, you know, the, 
online, and you're in the Bay Area, so I think the weather at least is yeah. better longer. Um, I think that the the strategy of you know, hey, we're we would love to get to know you better. Right? So it's just kind of your intention. And I understand we're in these crazy times where we want to be safe. Um, so we're a little bit limited. Um, would love to have a conversation about how we might work this differently in a way that that we both win. And again, you haven't even gone anywhere with it, but it starts to put it out there and let people know. And, and you can see whether they're open or not. Some people, you know, may, they may not want to uh, be as connected. I would think parents in schools, I think lots of times it's, there's a lot of shared commitment and, and time there. So that's an easier, that's an easy thing. Same thing with the team. But I think go through the steps of enrolling people in the kind of the vision of having a better relationship. And then do we want to co-create it and seeing how it goes? And then that's kind of a great foundational step. Um, and then I, I might offer for the work thing, Eric, you know, You've you've come on board. Um, it sounds like you're doing great work. You are innovating, even though it's hard. So it's a chance for you to lead by showing your appreciation to folks, and that's a personal thing for you to be able to say. You know, I just want to take a moment, and you may already have done this, but just honor people as a group, and if there's particular call outs, and and just let folks know how how grateful you are for the opportunity and all that they've done. Yeah, thank you. Sounds yeah, like, so sounds like a good plan. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think that that, for a lot of folks that may feel a little, um, that may not be an, as easy an on-ramp, you know, for some people, because they do feel very grateful, but they're not sure how to say it. And so I, do, I, I, I just want to encourage folks to find words that share the situation. You know, I, I just am reflecting. You can blame the radio show. I heard this on the radio show, but I realized, gosh, I've been here five months. These things have gotten done. These things have gotten done. These things have gotten done. I feel a member of the team and it's, you know, in, in large part to all the people here. Um, so I just mm-hmm. want to encourage folks, you know, everyone knows appreciation is such an under, underdone thing. And but sometimes people aren't that comfortable doing it. So I just want to encourage folks to, you know, that little attaboy and practicing it makes it feel much more normal. Uh, so what are you taking away? From, oh, go ahead, Eric. I was going to say the reality is that Zoom or video calls are not going to go anywhere for the next six to 12 months at least. So it takes a way of incorporating these tools into that that way of communicating at least for the next foreseeable future right i I totally agree that's why i'm I'm saying to folks you know and i'm not advocating any one answer but if people are you know sick of being on zoom or whatever maybe there's no zoom day i mean what is what can be done some people are just doing no no meetings on a given day you know and i think for anyone out there working, it's all fair game. Just bring it up and say, here's an idea and here's how I think it would be helpful. And maybe it, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it starts to get the creative juices flowing. And I'm hoping that it gives people a sense of hope that, okay, we are not, this isn't happening to us. We can, we can be proactive here and create an environment where we, you know, make the best of the situation, make it great, learn from it and are better from it. And, you know, I think that kind of energy 
we need. And again, it's hard. It's been really hard for a lot of folks. But if folks can muster that within and kind of lead your team to a, you know, more optimism and some better ways of working, I think that's going to be really warmly, warmly welcome in the workplace. Uh, so, Eric, do you have a particular takeaway that's landing for you today? I really like the idea of, of uh, for example, not having a having a day of no no Zoom calls or video calls. Being able to open open up to, to people, I think that's that's the key one. I think once you open up the conversation, that's where people feel more comfortable talking. So I would definitely bring this up to the team. That's awesome. I'm cheering for you. So thank you for calling in early and getting the kids off to school. And you know how to reach me. If I can be of more help, you let me know, Eric. And thank you for being part of the solution. Have a happy holiday. Thank you, Mel. You too. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Okay. We are still uh, on the West Coast in California, and I am thrilled to welcome Vivian to the show. Vivian, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. How are you? Good. How about you? I couldn't be more fabulous. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Great. Uh, thank you. Um, so, um, so I think uh, recently I have been thinking about. Um, I feel like that I have this uh, habitual in thinking process before I speak up. Um, so I will always think about what people will think of uh, what I say uh, or about me. Um, so many times that I will maybe end up not uh, speaking up because I uh, don't think it's timely or important enough or maybe I uh, don't have all the facts. Um, I mean, for, for me, I feel like all those, I mean, all those checks are important. I I don't really want to waste other people's time, and I prefer to think uh, through before I mention uh, my point. So, but at the same time, I feel like this can be mental baggage for me. Um, so I I wonder what you think about that. Well, I really appreciate you bringing that up, and I have gone through that myself and still do at times. So I appreciate you bringing it up. And um, so know that it's very normal, I guess would be my first thing to, to share with you. Great. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's common. And I guess I'm curious, um, do you mind sharing where your uh, family is from and um, where, you know, is it where your English and how long have you spoken English and, just give me a little context on um, your... Yeah, so I uh, I have been here in the Bay Area for maybe almost 15 years. Um, I came here for school and then I continued um, to work here, so... Yep, yep. And then um, when you grew up, did you grow up... Um, natively speaking English as a first language or is that something that you learned later on? Uh, later on. Great. So I appreciate the English as a second language. I, I didn't speak any English until I was five. 
Um, and I didn't speak at school for about a year. <laughs> so just to give you an idea, I have great respect for people who come from uh, my last guest from um, Latin America. So, I mean, that's a huge kudos. And I think for folks who, in, who for whom English is a first language, having empathy and um, for folks when it's not is, is very helpful because I think sometimes um, expressing ourselves when it's not our native language, it's yeah. just a little bit more tricky, yeah? And so I think you can get a little yeah, bit a, more self-conscious. Different culture, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to yeah, honor do, that for you. I feel that, yeah, I do see people, maybe some people like to speak out loud. I mean, whatever goes through their mind, they, they would just express that. But um, for me, I kind of different. Um, I think my purpose of uh, speaking up will be something needs to be heard is important enough. Uh, so, um, yeah. I mean, but I just wonder if I should, maybe there, maybe there's a balance. Yeah. There. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. And I think your instinct is right. And I would say this, um, it's, you know, People make their impressions of us lots of times through their experience of us, which is through what we say and how how they um, how we interact with them. You know, whether it's in Zoom or in person, and so the verbal part is a part of it, as well as our physical stance and posture, our tone of voice, our pace mm-hmm. of voice. So it is the whole mm-hmm. package, and it isn't yeah. necessarily volume. I mean, not, not louder club, but I mean, like, um, you know, how much that one speaks. Yeah. So in, you know, there's the, the notion of EF Hutton was this insurance, you know, agent, there was an advertisement, you know, when they talk, people listen, they don't say a lot, but when they do, people listen. So um, mm-hmm. as you observe, I, I'm hearing you, you know, some people, maybe they talk a lot, they, they blurt things out, they aren't as thoughtful it doesn't mean that they're not sharing good information, but they're just, they're, you know, they can pull the gun and they kind of just say things. And that's fine for them. And I think the opportunity for you is thinking about, well, how can I contribute the most and be real to myself, right? Because you want to be you, because that's very hard when you have to be someone else. Um, and at the same mm-hmm. time, right, as, as um, a, a person at work, it is about continually growing and so I think of the communications and how we communicate as a toolkit so that you want to expand the ways that you can communicate so that you have the capability when you need it. And so by that, I might mm-hmm. think, you know, you're, you're like, I, I, I'd like to think things through. Well, you know what? If you think things through till tomorrow, no one's going to ever hear it, <laughs> right? So yeah. you think about, yeah, okay. I think that happens. Yeah. That happens to you, right? So there's this in the moment thing going on. And sometimes, sometimes, and I'm not saying this is for you, people think, well, I can only talk if I'm right. We heard this. Marshall Goldsmith is my mentor. People say, well, you got to be the right. You only talk when you're right. Well, gosh, if we're only listening to people who are right, this is just going to be, you know, it's not going to be a very great meeting. So understand what yeah, are some maybe of the that's things. that's part of the check. Yeah, I guess that's part of the check to making sure everything that I have all the facts and is important. So just let me just try to make sure that I'm right, I guess. That's right. 
Good awareness. This is good awareness. So, right, so the thing about it is, and you've heard in the show the notion of shared reality, getting out the different points of view. It is about some skillfulness to say and be right up, up front. I don't have all the facts. What I'm wondering is X. I don't have all the facts. Has anyone, is anyone aware of Y? So sometimes people think I, I have to speak and then I have to have some fact or some genius thing. No, the ability to share an observation, the ability to ask a question is also contributing. So I'm just trying to open up the thing of when you think about why am I talking, it isn't about that you need to give people more knowledge necessarily. You may be just sharing, you know, I appreciate this is, I hear, I'm hearing everyone thinks the client's happy. I talked to the client yesterday and gosh, from my, from my experience, they were not very happy. So you're sharing about an observation, you're sharing um, a question, and, and that's a way to contribute to and, and to not have the pressure of, I have to have some genius, like I, here, here I am, Vivian's got the best answer. <laughs> yeah. Let me pause. How is that I, landing I, for you? Yeah. I think it just reminds me of something that happened in the meeting before. Um, I, I like the way that you pointed out asking questions is better than just saying what, what I think directly, I guess. I mean, there was this meeting that I wanted to show that I have a different opinion, although I wasn't in the previous meeting. Um, so I kind of mentioned that. I said I, I was not in the previous meeting, so I may be missing something, but here's what I think. But then somehow that person didn't take it well, and I think uh, a way to improve that would be asking questions instead of saying what I think, I guess. Yeah, and, it, and there's a whole range here. So again, it's a toolkit. So you may, have, you, may, you may have been very skillful in saying, you know, I wasn't in the meeting. I just want to offer a different point of view and hear thoughts. And the person may have been triggered. Mm. Oh, I can't believe you said that, Vivian. You know, so listen, that's going to happen, folks. You may be skillful and people don't respond well. Oh, Arthur, my bad. Didn't, wasn't trying to, you know, create any upset here. Apologies if I did, not my intention. So just clear that off, right? You're not a bad person. They're not a bad person. But, you know, that that just kind of neutralizes it a bit. Let me try that again. So we're not, I want to help people, you know, conversations don't go the way we want. That's okay. You know, gosh, I'm not really getting through the way I want. Let me try something else. I didn't, you know, if, if I offended anybody, that's not what I meant. So recovering from, you know, having the skill to recover from that helps you also take the pressure, like I got to say it perfectly, <laughs> right? Because it's really hard to be perfect all the time. Yeah, I think, yeah, this is a different point, like continue the discussion, although it's getting into an uncomfortable feeling. I mean, you say, let me try again. I mean, this will be hard for me. I mean, I... I mean, if I feel like that I get into some awkward situation, uh, I don't know if I want to try that again. 
So, but this is good awareness. It's hard and you can tell. Like, oh my God, I'd rather not, I'd, I don't even want to run the risk. I'm just not going to say anything, right? Because it's much easier if I don't run the risk and not say yeah. anything, I'm not going to. So think about that. What is it about that for you? When you think about that, what is, what makes it hard for you? Uh, I don't like getting into confrontation and uh, I feel like, I want to keep the relationship. I mean, I I mean, it's good to have discussion, but if we get into something that may have bad impact in the relationship, I will think maybe maybe this is not really worth it. Very valid. So so great to know that that's at the root. Number one, right? The awareness piece, and that's a very valid. Point. And to a previous caller about a family member, the relationship is the most important thing. So, right? So the intention up front, I appreciate that we both ha- may have different points of view and we want to be openly discussing, right? I just want you to know mm-hmm. that what matters most to me is that we stay great colleagues and I value you as a human being. And you share mm-hmm. that right up front. Right or throughout the course, I'm getting. I'm just getting. I'm getting very animated. I want you to know it's not about you. I'm very passionate about this topic, and so that's just you know when it's coming. I think about the little bubble. You know when people see cartoons as a bubble, someone's thinking something. If you're thinking it, Vivian, right? See, there's something. It's part of mm-hmm. your reality. See to the extent that you can help share that, because only when you share it can you work with it. Right? And say, oh, yeah, I don't, that's another I'm part of me. Right? <laughs> I, yeah, so I don't good. really, I mean, yeah. Yeah, another thing that I need to get better, I think. Well, let's say more about, you know, say more about you. You've got it going on. And so, I mean, this awareness is very powerful. And this is, you know, I, I really appreciate your having the conversation here and leaning into it because it's a big part of growth, right? Big part mm-hmm. of growth. And yeah. you know, people can't lead and they can't benefit and you can't contribute en- as much if you're not able to be sharing what you think needs to be said. So it's not kind of just about you. It's really about the whole. And I know I can tell, you know, you're conscientious. You want to do the right thing. You want to help make things better. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you're there at your organization for a reason. You know, there's no doubt in my mind you're there for a reason. So you want to, you want to play as big as you can play. Right. Yeah. So what's swirling around in your head right now? Um, I just really appreciate this uh, chat with you. I feel like that I found a lot of uh, grow areas. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, it's my, it's my, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I, I want... You know, I've said this before to folks, you know, kind of be your best friend, not your worst enemy. And, um, you know, I, I sense that you really are about doing things right and, 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 and doing good work. And, and I just want to encourage you to be compassionate with yourself. You know, you're doing great, you're doing great work, okay? And, um, you know, be, be nice to yourself. Give yourself a break. Some things, every, all of us have things that are hard for us and that aren't as natural, and that we want to get better at. So this is the most normal thing ever, and you've you come across an area that really, I could think, could unlock a lot of potential. 
So don't worry about getting there there. And just every day, if you think a little bit about it, you get a little bit more comfortable, maybe say a little bit more. That's a win. Mm -hmm. That is a win, my friend. So I just want to yeah. encourage you, right, that this is the very fact that you're here. I mean, this is not easy. People, I know a lot of people, I can't call into the show. I'm like, why can't you call in? Well, I don't know. I can't. I'm like, well, you just did that. That's huge. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm really cheering for you. Please, please, please keep in touch. If there's any way I can help you, Vivian, I am here for you. And uh, I wish you a happy holiday. And I thank you for being part yeah. of the solution. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, so inspiring. I love people who are willing to put themselves out there, even though it can be kind of scary. Okay. Reminder, more help for you at sayitskillfully.com on my website and sign up on the mailing list. We'd love to have a chance for a one-on-one -on -one with you. That would be fun. And my thought for the week, courtesy of Matt Giordano, the Yogi Matt, one of my beloved yoga instructors who's helped me greatly get through this COVID time with his online yoga. And that is presence starts by experiencing the now. Presence starts by experiencing the now. I also want to shout out to Second Wind Health in Rhode Island because I just got a new most gorgeous yoga mat. And I recently had a very awesome experience with them. So I just wanted to shout out to Vince at Second Wind Health. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways. And know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality. Essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 